and welcome back to the For Future Reference Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica, and today we're talking about The Walking Dead, Season 7, Episode 9. Stay tuned. Welcome back. Oh, you just messed up my intro. Hi. Welcome back to For Future Reference Podcast. I have people here today. New people. Not new. New people. Semi-new people. What's your name? Ariel. No, it's new. I'm Nadia. You're not new. This one lives with me. It's unfortunate. Um, okay, I don't even know where to start with this episode. It was kind of like very, very long awaited. The, well, I don't know what you call it, like a mid-season premiere, something like that. Where we left off last season or the half of the season where Rick is like, all right, we have to rise up. I'm done with this. It's over. We have to beat the saviors beat Negan and we didn't see a whole lot of that this episode but we got the gist of it like the ball is rolling um the episode started off with the Alexandrians at Hilltop talking to Gregory and he's so delightful to talk to um he was essentially just shutting him down like no not gonna help you uh what did you guys think about the scene at the Hilltop I think I just reminded you that how much you want Maggie to be in charge at the hilltop. Yeah, and on top of that, I'm pretty sure that's the first conversation or anything that Daryl has said in, like, what? The entire season. The, the entire season. Yeah. are like, wait, Daryl, you have a voice? Yeah. Daryl speaks. I don't know. I think that Gregory is so slimy that he's, he's like, a facade. Figurehead facade. No. He's like a figurehead. He's a, you're <laughs> a facade. <laughs> I'm going to say that to somebody. You're just a facade. You're a facade. He's a figurehead. He's not really actually in charge of anything. No, I he's think. definitely not. So I think that people will follow. Like, I knew that people were going to follow them. I think more people will continue to follow because they are a community regardless of freaking Gregory. That dude kind of has the same appeal that Negan has where he's like horrible person but really charming. Like, when I hear him talk, I think he's hilarious. Yeah, he just he says, funny. like, really funny offhanded things. Um, or the passive side of Negan, maybe? What do you mean? Like, Negan's, like, aggressive and, like... Gregory's, maybe. like, the complete opposite. So the passive yeah. side? Yeah. But also, I think that um, they, the people have been wanting direction. Like, anybody wants direction in life. And Maggie coming there, she's, like, their direction. Like, giving them... Hope and a choice. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite parts about that scene where they're all talking to Gregory is Maggie steps up and says something and he's like, oh, oh, Margaret. Or he calls her Margaret again for like the eighth Ridiculous. time. Ridiculous. And then they show Rick and his face is like so annoyed and so angry that this dude just called Maggie Margaret. He was like taken <laughs> back for a second. And I think that is like old Rick. And I, I said that when we were watching the episode, like, old Rick is back. Like, pre-crazy kill everyone Rick is back. Where he cares about everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody has value and purpose. And it's all about, like, preserving the group. Yeah, I love this resurgence. It was, like, um, lost it a little bit because all this crap happened. Now I'm broken completely by Negan. Now I'm hopeless. And then Michonne's like, hey, Rick, this is actually not who you are. And now, full circle, he's back to, like, I'm not going to kill everyone. We actually need a strategy and a plan and get it together. We need unity. Um, so then they walk out of Gregory's house thing, and 
they're accosted, that's my new favorite word, accosted. by a group of people from Hilltop, and they're like, we'll help you, and it's like 12 people, it's like a handful, but I don't know what it is, like, why, do you think people at the Hilltop don't want freedom from the saviors, do they think it's a good thing, like, versus the people at the kingdom, where they're like, well, they don't even know. Those poor, the those the poor, don't know. see, that's, that's the thing, is, like, the, the um, kingdom people... Like, I feel bad for those people because they don't even know how bad it is. They think that they're... I mean, I don't even know if they even are aware of how bad the zombie apocalypse even is. But they're not aware of the the deals being made. They're not aware of anything where Mm. the hilltop people, they have a little bit of insight of what's going on. So I guess, I mean, would you want to know... Would you want to be living blindly or know what's going on and know what's at stake. How long have the saviors been in control of both of those groups? I think that, like, that information would help us to understand where they're coming from. I don't think that long because he would have found out about Alexandria, like, before Rick even got there. You know what I mean? Mm, Yeah. Because it was just, like, a really hopping place. Unless it was really secluded, no one ever found it. It's like, why didn't Negan see that place? Well, if you think about it, remember in season five, I think, where they were had they had an outpost or whatever, and they all went in and like slaughtered all of them. Mm-hmm. And so that was a while ago. So it's been yeah. at least maybe a year, I'd say. Yeah. But they were <clears throat> at Alexandria at that point, mm-hmm. and Alexandria was still standing at that point. Mm-hmm. So. So, like, the kingdom people, like, they're not, like, let's go, let's fight, because they don't know that they've been oppressed. Like, they have no idea they're being oppressed. Um, whereas the people at the hilltop, I think more of them are going to be willing to fight, but also, like, how aware are they of how much they're giving? How aware are they of, like, how much it's actually impacting them, other than this recent, like, death of a friend? Because Gregory is so much more passive than Alexandria has been, so probably less people have died let like they've been less abrasive with them because Gregory's super passive and he's like yes yeah, so yeah. do whatever you want just, yeah exactly so they don't feel as much as Alexandria does because they haven't lost as much mm-hmm. right they're easy to control uh, moving on so then Jesus takes the Alexandrians to King Ezekiel and it's like the long-awaited reunion um, we didn't see them meet up with Carol but. They see Morgan Mm -hmm. for the first time, and it's like, yay, actually, some of us died. (laughs) What did you think? What did you think about the scene with, like, Rick and Alexandrians and King Ezekiel and Morgan? Well, I think that um, the first thing is them seeing Morgan. They're like, oh, okay, so this is is an okay place. But Mm -hmm. then, again, like everybody else, they're like, what? There's a tiger. (laughs) And then they're like, Ezekiel, and then that guy's like, King Ezekiel. Oh, my like, God. He's, like, his spokesperson or something. Uh-huh, Jerry. I hate <laughs> Jerry, him. Yeah. Oh, God. Die. No, I love him. I don't know. I thought the scene was really good. I knew that Morgan was going to be, like, the voice of reason in this moment where he was, like, a lot of people will die. It he did not help. He didn't help, but he, like, he wants to be very thoughtful about the situation. He wants to really understand before moving forward because he values life so much. Uh, I don't, yeah. n- that doesn't make sense oh, to me. You're like, so oh, you're against it. Go ahead. A couple things. Uh, One, where, like, when Morgan and Rick see each other, Morgan says, you know, I killed, I killed somebody. And 
honestly, like, that was a moment we could have applauded because that's a huge step for Morgan. Like, good he, job killing so much. Growth happened for him, you know? <laughs> but then good, also at growth. the same time, like, I liked seeing how much, whatever we say about Jerry or whatever his name is, but Ezekiel, you can tell that he really does care about his people, mm-hmm. even though he's, he's taking the stand, like, I'm going to put the, the weight on my shoulders and put, and not, I don't want to worry the people. But then he also cares about the people who are close to him. Like, Morgan, what do you think of this? Mm-hmm. And even... Um, and Ben. And Ben. It, but he, elaborate, please, on, on what you think of the matter. And then he listened to both sides and then made his decision. But I don't think Morgan said no. I think Morgan said we just need to count the cost. I think Morgan uh, is definitely going to be a supporter and, like, we need to move forward Can we with kill this. him? No. no. Okay, so my He's, problem with it is that... He just was reunited with his friends mm-hmm. for the first time in, like, I don't know how long, but a long time. And he just found out that, like, people he was close with... Died. Well, I guess he wasn't that close with Glenn and Abraham, but people from the same community he's from are gone. And it's all this person's fault, like, Negan. And he's just like, hmm, well... You know, somebody might get hurt. Like, your friends were just uh, killed. No, what do you no, mean no, somebody no, might I get love, hurt? I love how he and Rosita balance each other out. Uh, Rosita's like, kill everyone, must avenge, must have revenge. Like, I don't care about anything. I just need to make up for this. And Morgan's like, but there are other people who are going to die. Like, who cares? Well, he had... He had <laughs> he More had, of my friends will die for this. Yeah, he had said, it's not just... It's not just the saviors that, that we're going to lose. It's it's more people. And on top of that, like, you don't, you don't have much. You have those relationships with people. Yeah. But I will say, though, I appreciate myself. I don't know about it for your guys' self, but before, like, I was so held on, like, losing Glenn and Beth and stuff like that. And it's still sad. But, like, I've also grown to appreciate other characters. And I... Yeah. Very. I have... What's the word I'm looking for? Like... Invested in them. I'm yeah. a little bit more invested now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, before we move on from this, there was one scene I thought was really adorable when um, when Rick saw Morgan and they were like, hey, and I think it was Richard. He's like, how long have you guys known each other? And then Rick says, since the beginning. Oh, and I was yeah. Like, <laughs> That's so like, cute. Like, since the beginning. But it's Rick, before Rick yeah. knew Anything about the zombie uh-huh. apocalypse, yeah. You're the first person I knew. I forget that sometimes. That's the first person Rick met. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like a steeple in this show, Morgan. But he even, he kind of did make that look like, kind of like you, like, ugh, Morgan again. Like, <laughs> but he's like, I do respect you because yeah, yeah, yeah. he keeps coming back. Ooh, before I move on, I don't want to like spoil, because I've read ahead in the comics, but I think I'll say this. That something Morgan said about how to deal with the saviors and Negan is, like, crucial to where the story is going. What did he say? All the vague What did he say? I don't know what to like comment when, on that. When he was giving his what should we do answer, just something he said. Well, what did he say? That's like, No, hmm. I'm going to ruin it now. Well, now everybody's going to go back and rewatch go it. Go back and rewatch it. <laughs> That's I'm gonna exactly go, what I'm going to go back do. and rewatch it. Just something he said is, like, crucial. Hmm. Um, so anyway, so somebody explain what happened with Ben and King Ezekiel, that conversation they had that was, like, really prophetic and really powerful. He Where loved that conversation. He had said that, well, he's reading them a bedtime story, he comes out and he says, you know, your father, like, he would have been proud of you. And then he said, you know, I think we should team up 
with Alexandria in them, and he said, elaborate. And then he had said, his, re- his behind it, and he says, you know, we as people, like, um, we can choose to be a part of something or not. Mm-hmm. But no matter what, like, you saw the look in their eyes. Like, they're not going to back down. They're, right. they're willing to sacrifice. And, like, if they come out on top, which the passion that they have, they're probably going to end up on top. Um, we didn't do anything to help. Right. And they still would have won. And they still would have won. That was crazy. That was... I thought that was so good. I think that, like... Ah, and Ezekiel listens to him, too. Like, they're so close. Like, Ezekiel listens to him and hears his passion. So, I thought that was really good that he's like, we need to help just, like, you tell us to carry water around to help strangers. Like, we have to help because that's who we are. Mm-hmm. And it's going to get done either way. Well, plus, it's so powerful coming from Ben because Ben is, like... Nobody? He, nah. No. He, everybody's he's important in this show. piss on. He's... No. What is, what's so important <laughs> is, number one, like, he, Ezekiel, had, you know, he had talked to other people about how he wasn't doing well with guns, how he wasn't doing well with knives, but then he goes to Morgan and says, hey, maybe with the staff I can be more beneficial. And even though he's not the muscle behind the apocalypse he is an idealist he is thinking outside the box and thinking beyond just quote-unquote surviving but living yeah um he's also like the youth of the group like he represents the young people the people that are thinking a new way and Mm. so i think it's really cool that yeah that's that's interesting yeah i can see that um so Fast forward to the next day, King Ezekiel tells Rick, I'm not going to help you. No, thank you. Sorry. After everything, like, I thought that conversation with Ben was going to be beneficial. I thought it was convincing, but no. Um, I don't think he's totally not going to help, but he's not going to, like, start a war or help them start a war. Um, But he does offer Daryl asylum, which is, like, really noble thing to do because... I didn't think about it, but Daryl escaped, and the saviors are going to be looking for him. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened in this episode. Um, oh, so, one of the coolest scenes in this episode was that them cutting the walkers with the line yes. on the card. Oh yeah, that's so intense. Cool. That was, I'm just like replaying it in my head. And if you haven't seen this episode, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast, go back, watch the episode, <laughs> and just like watch that scene. Like, three times. It's so cool. That's, like, the coolest zombie death ever. ever. Now, they're that's the dead. ideal. Now, if we're in a zombie apocalypse, that's the way we kind of get some wire. They're not dying. They're all just going to be in halvesies laying on True. the um, half, half. They're not mobile. Halvesies yeah. is way better than... Halvesies. No, no, I agree. I'm just saying, they're not even dead. They're just halvesies on the ground. But um, I was just thinking about, like, me being clotheslined the whole time. Like, that seems Ew. really unfortunate. Yummy. I don't know. That's what was in my head. Zombie's perfect dinner. <laughs> No, but I think that's going to come back and bite him in the butt, because what they were trying to do was trying to be really inconspicuous or conspicuous? Yeah, inconspicuous. Inconspicuous, and it, like, they caused an explosion, I don't think that was supposed to happen. I don't even know if they were, if they were trying to be, like, low-key about that, like... Well, they were not trying, like, they wanted it to, like, they wanted it to take a while for them to notice that they had stolen their bombs. It's going to come back. Negan's going to be like, where are the bombs? Also, I noticed a bunch of hazy zombies. Like, Like, how did that happen? (laughs) Or maybe, like, they could have triggered it. They could have triggered an explosion. The zombies could have triggered it. That makes sense. That's true. But Hmm. what about the (laughs) halvesies? It's complicated. (laughs) I don't know what happened here. 
Um, so fast forward a little bit more. Um, the saviors come to Alexandria looking for Daryl. They don't find Daryl, but while they're going through the town, you come across like this empty pantry, and then you remember, oh crap, we saw Gabriel in the very beginning of the episode being real shady, real shifty, just like stuffing his car full of stuff and leaving. And they don't like, did he left a note? I said boat? Boat. Or something like that. They don't show him or what happened with that situation. So what do you guys think Gabriel's doing? I think, I'm just going to take a stab at it, that he was trying to save the food. <clears throat> I mean, they're... Save it from him. Save it from the saviors just coming in there and taking it all away. Like, maybe just keeping some for themselves, preserving some food for them, because they're all hurting. Mm, yeah. You know, hungry. So they knew he was going to the boat, and when they went, all of those people showed up. So there's, like, now this fourth... Fourth? We don't know. I don't know. There's now this extra group of people. Is he communicating with them? Is that why he has the food? Or did they just happen to be in their path on the way to where he is? I don't know. I don't think Gabriel has anything to do with those people we saw at the end of the episode. Um, I agree. My uh, guess with what happened with Gabriel is that he is trying to preserve the food. He's trying to preserve stuff to keep them alive. Um... Only Aaron and Rick know where that boat is, if mm-hmm. they're referring to that little place where they got all the weapons. Um, maybe he's risking, like, Gabriel's risking his life to save food for this community. Like, yeah. if someone's to blame at the end, if Negan finds out that they took all the food away, um, Gabriel just be like, yeah, I went AWOL and took all the food, and they'll kill him, you know. But in the meantime... He's saving their food. But also, like, remember how big of a catastrophe, fiasco, whatever you want to call it, Aaron and Rick had had trying to get to the boat. Uh-huh. So With that's the something. walkers in the lake. Mm-hmm. Was it a boat? I feel it like was it was like a just floating, a like shed. A, like a, it was, no, it was like a floating um, yacht of some sort. Was it a yacht? A yacht, yacht of some sort. Yacht in a swamp. In a swamp. Um, okay, so... Yeah, so we mentioned the group that Rick and them come across. Rick smiles. And that hooded stranger. That smile could have meant a million things. And also, yeah, that stranger we saw at the end of the mid-season finale. They were, like, creeping around Alexandria at night. Um, oh, what if Gabriel saw that? Uh, I don't know. But why was he smiling and who is this group? What do you think they are? What do, what do they want? I don't know. I think something that you said right away is, like, he knows someone, and I think he does. I think he knows someone from that group somehow. Or he's smiling for the simple fact, like, they need more people, and, like, hello, more people with weapons. What if it's Carol? What if it's Carol recruited some people? I think Carol is Carol still hates her low, life. She like, hates not talking to people. Because we saw her for a second She's still menopausing. She's menopausing. Yeah, we saw her for a second in this episode, and she was chill in the woods, and, like, why did I have to come across people today? Yeah, I, at first I thought it was those, like, uh, beachy, women. beach side, beach, whatever they're called, um, but then I saw some men, so they wouldn't be them, and then I think you hit it on the head, why Rick was smiling is because, oh my god, there's more people, like, regardless of what they want from us in this moment, mm-hmm. we can recruit them to help us, and they probably will, I don't know. Maybe that's what he was smiling about in general, was just that they're people. Yeah. Did you guys say that? 
Because if you don't, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was, so, I was I'm somewhere else. Oh, Lord. Yeah, but also, me. that hooded person, like, we saw a hooded person looking over Alexandria last time, and now we've seen someone in this group. It could be completely unrelated, but. Oh, Gabriel probably was the first person to meet these people. That's oh, yeah, because he went through here already. Mm-hmm. Because the first time we saw the hooded person with mm-hmm. the boots, the weird, like, crocodile boots, was at the boat with Rick and Aaron. Hmm. Right. And then at the end of the episode, Alexandra. And then apparently Gabriel's like on Night Watch or something, so he could have come across this person. Interesting. We'll probably find out next week. Bye. 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 Bye.